T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Get ready. It's time for... Operation Late Night Excitement. Top rated in late night radio. The awesomest night of all time. After dark. It's Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. You deserve a fun night. On King of OX. Sean Michael Lyle has joined us as he does whenever there's a Monday night Hancock and Kelly program. He is, of course, the most fascinating man in the world. A fascinating life. Uh, studied broadcasting in Hollywood, California. Worked in Hollywood, California. And now he Smoke cigars with the governor. Yes, with the governor. He's, he, he's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, Yakov Smirnov. That's how he first came to my attention. Was his really close relationship with Yakov Smirnov? Yeah, which, uh, and that's not even really his name, you know. Right, of course. Yeah, he named it after the the vodka. Vodka. Yeah. yeah. What yeah, is? He's it? Ukrainian. I, I don't remember, but it is Yakov. Yeah, he's from from Odessa. I think. Yeah, we, Odessa we in Ukraine, uh-huh. right? Yeah, and yeah. Right now we all know where Odessa is. Right. Yeah. Uh, you and uh, in Texas. Right. Uh, Have you ever been to a uh, garage party? A garage party. Well, yeah, I heard you talking on it as I was preparing my top of the hour newscast. Right. I heard you uh, mentioning a garage party, and it's like, well, you know how your basic. I mean, I'm from San Jose, California. Sure. I'm from the suburbs, and when my sister got married. Um, it's like a, a tent, you right. know, it's a, the same thing. You don't have to put up a tent. You just have you the garage. garage. You got a garage. You open up the garage door and you park all the cars around the neighborhood. And even the driveway can serve as you can yeah. put up tables or chairs there, too. So, yes, we would. I, I can't believe Hancock or, has not experienced a party in a garage. A house isn't big enough for those sizes of parties. And, you know, we we didn't have enough lawn and backyard. I mean, you use the, the lawn, the backyard, you use whatever square foot. What did you have? See, you're uninteresting. Well, the most interesting man has been yeah, no, to I, a party I understand. in the garage. I understand. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've learned a lot here this evening. Well, exactly. So, William Shatner. Bill Shatner was in town yesterday. For what? Well, it's the uh, Fan Expo, and it was at the uh, convention center. It was actually inside the dome, yeah. and uh, for the most part. They have a bunch of booths where you can buy um, things, uh, Japanimation pictures, right. swords. 
yeah. They have a thing where you actually uh, you have to check in your swords because these are real weapons. I mean, these are these actual, are swords. actual swords. Was it like a Comic-Con type it, Yes, thing? it's exactly the same thing. They can't use the word Comic-Con uh, okay. because that's San Diego's copyright. And what was he doing? Was he giving a talk, signing well, what, autographs? Yeah, uh, well, he was doing pictures. My wife wanted a picture with of William her Shatner. with Bill Shatner. Did she get it? Yes, she did. You have to pay for it. You stand in line, then you go in there. And these days, of course, they have this piece of plexiglass between um, you. Between you. Yeah. But he just sat there. He said good morning to everybody because it was about 11 a.m. said good morning to everybody and nodded. And you stand there, take the picture, and on your way. So it was a picture of her, and she was very much like that. And then they have what they usually call panel discussions, and we've been to a few of these. They have panel discussions. So we go into the theater because yeah. there's that theater at the Dome. And uh, they had some uh, guy named uh, Mark something from uh, Doctor Who or whatever. Uh, Mark, Mark Shepard. Mark Shepard. Mark Shepard yeah, from a, Doctor Who yeah, was a, in, in town as yeah, well. Yeah, a, 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 an arrogant <clears throat> British actor who's now an American. Anyway, he, he, he sat there, you know, and just kind of, kind of the way they do it, they kind of lean back exactly the way he's doing right now. Yeah. They kind of lean back and look like they're just kind of a, a bump in the chair and cold hold the microphone up close to them, and they just field questions from the audience. Wow. And so anyway, Bill Shatner was coming on. He's 91 years Nin- oh, old. Oh, yeah, yeah. He flew in the in the rocket. Yes. USS yeah. Enterprise. Uh, well, no, I mean the real <laughs> rocket. Oh, the Amazon the, rocket. Yeah, whichever, yeah. Amazon, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so he's been in two rockets. Right. Two of them. So anyway, so he he's the guy who basically invented this. So this uh, whole concept of going to these fan conventions and going out there. So he didn't have a moderator or anything like that. The guy came out and said, ladies and gentlemen, here's William Shatner. And he comes on out and he was there. I don't know exactly. I think it was about 45 minutes. Wow. That he did. And he, he starts out, you know, just saying hello to people, walking around the stage, saying hello to people. And then, of course, he says, okay, now... You paid. Uh, you didn't pay to hear yourselves talk. You heard to pay me talk. So that's the end of the interaction with the audience. <laughs> and then he then he he starts he, talking about. Well, do you like do you like St. Louis or St. Louis? Is what he asked. Yeah. And people, the the look on his face when people said the Lou, and he was like, what? Because, How was his gait? He was getting along okay? Uh, yeah, he yeah. gets along fine. He's a 91-year-old man, no, so right. don't, well, don't be fooled. What does a picture with William Shatner set you back? I don't know. You didn't. Ha- you had to pay. It was. It was. It wasn't cheap. It was like seventy-five, eighty dollars. Wow. Some of them are more. And, and are you on a clock uh, with no, the No, you of just time? go. You walk in. They line people up. You walk in. You stand there. She smiles. He's sitting there in his uh, director's chair. Right. And uh, they smile and click. And then on your way out, the. Uh, the photo is printed out and handed to. Could him. you see the plexiglass in the printed photo, or uh, no? Yeah, yeah. A if you look bit. for it, yeah. Now, will he, would he sign that for a little extra sugar? Yeah, yeah. Oh, He'd sign, wow. There was autographs after, which we weren't interested in autographs. Right. Yeah. But he he told stories. First of all, he told about a horse show that he did. He said, "I've been to St. Louis before. I was in Queenie Park, and I did a horse show in Queenie Park, huh. and there was a." type of horse show, a horse category, which was called the Shatner, which was for what's called backyard horses that, uh, so they can perform. And they created this category, which he had created because he's, he's big into horses and it debuted at Queenie Park. So he said, yeah, there was that. And then he went 
you know, he, he took some questions and he talked about, you know, ethereal things and all that. He's a big thinker. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the really funny thing was that there was a guy um, who asked the question. He said, what's your favorite Star Trek episode? Yeah. Now, he said, before that, he said, now, I know you've been asked this before, but what's your favorite Star Trek episode? And he gave him this look like, that has got to be. The dumbest question there has ever been. That's the look that he wow. gave. But then he paused and he said, let me tell you something. And he told about interviewing Stephen Hawking. Mm-hmm. He said, I did this interview show and I got a chance to interview Stephen Hawking. Now, he was in England, Stephen Hawking. Right. So he had to go to England to interview him. Yeah. And they said, well, you know, he's got the difficulty um, communicating because right. it's the computer that does it, and he's got a little uh, cursor on yeah, his right, eye a pointer. Uh-huh. with a pointer. And so he said, you have to ask, send us the questions ahead of time, and then when you ask the questions, you have to ask them in the order and as you did. Because uh, he's pre-programmed all the he answers pre- in. programmed uh-huh. all, and there will be all that, and then when you're done with that, then Mr. Hawking will ask you a question, and, and that'll be the interview. So he was there saying, I was there with Stephen Hawking, one of the most brilliant minds in the history of the world. I mean, up there with Einstein, absolutely. Here's the guy who basically conceived of black holes. Yeah. And I was talking, and I was asking these questions, and I was in absolute awe of this. And then well, I got done with my questions, and it was time for him to ask his questions. And then he looked at his little computer, and he could see the little laser beam. Mm-hmm. W-H-A-T-I-S. Why, oh, you, what is your favorite Star Trek episode? <laughs> ah. And so he said to the guy, you are right up there with Stephen There Hawking. you go. Wow, well, that's cool. What was funny, though, was the answer. Okay. The answer is, that was 55 years ago. I never watched the show. I have no idea. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. That's what he but said. But that really is what made his whole career. That when it only ran for, what, three seasons or something, right? Yeah, three seasons. Well, don't forget, guys, he was on T.J. Hooker, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, but... Yeah. What he he does is um, is spoken word. He has albums and books. Oh, He's got them. like eight albums. They're yeah. great. I'm yeah. a fan oh, of his oh albums. Boy, really? To me, it wasn't so much. I wasn't there to see um, Captain Kirk. I right. was there to see William Shatner, the guy who's. I hate to tell you this. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you're gonna die. That's <laughs> one of his. You'll have time. It's called. Well, folks, you, you just you don't get this kind of in depth. Uh, analysis of the life of William Shatner anyplace else I rather see. than right here or will we really need new phones T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month new iPhone 15s it's better over here. only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill Credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. William Shatner himself. Well, that's right. Sean Michael Lyles, always a pleasure, sir. Mm-hmm. You remain the most fascinating man 
in the world. When we come back, Michael, it's What's Trending with Braxton Payne. That's next on KMOX. I have been thinking all evening about how to best say this. Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly on King of OX. It is Hancock and Kelly, and we go to the Celebrity Guest Line right now where you're joined by Braxton Payne, which we do every time Hancock and Kelly are on on Monday evenings. At this time, for our favorite game of What's Trending. Hello, Braxton. Good evening, gentlemen. So are you, are you back? That time today. Are, are you back in town? I am back in town. The, yes, uh, got back yesterday. How was the trip? It was great. I had an absolute blast. Um, it was good and relaxing for the most part. Uh, I'm glad to be back home, and uh, I kind of feel like it's Christmas Eve here in St. Louis. As you know, tomorrow um, the Blues take on the Avalanche, and you know that I am a big Colorado Avalanche. Oh, fan. I forgot about that. Party. Can you believe this? Yeah. Can we hang up the phone now? No. Yeah. I'm so I sent out an edict the other day at the office that said there is no uh, avalanche clothing or logos to be displayed in the office for the next two weeks. Nice. Yeah, I made yeah. I made sure all my uh, avalanche gear was nice and clean today, and I'll make sure you know we'll have nice stuff throughout the whole week. But I also, I mean, once again, can complain that we have an eight thirty start time. Yeah. to this game tomorrow. I understand 7.30 in Colorado, but then we have the 7 o'clock game on a Saturday night. Yeah, it makes sense. So, I no mean, sense. it's like, yeah, during the week we have 8.30 games, but, you know, it, and then the weekends we have 7 o'clock. Whoever games. does scheduling for the NHL used to be a player and got hit in the head too many times because yeah. they, they're making poor decisions. Whenever. So, you were in Turks and Caicos. Where is that? Uh, so, it's about an hour and a half uh, flight south of Fort Lauderdale, so it's in the oh, Caribbean. Nice. And who owns it? Uh, so it's a British uh, a British territory. Um, it actually has been part of Jamaica at one point. It was part of Barbados at one point. Um, like, they were all one commonwealth together. They actually just got their constitution in 2012. So they wow. have only, they're a, they are a baby nation. Um, but I, one thing I thought that was interesting when I was down there is you know, even though it is a British territory still and still owned by the, you know, the monarchy, is they use United States currency of instead course. of British pounds or their own or their own currency. Yeah, of course. Uh, not not many Turkish people on Turks and Caicos, though, is there? Uh, I, I don't believe so. No, I, I do not. So, would you recommend this place to people, or is you know is Mexico just going down to the you know uh, Cancun just as good? Uh, well, it, it depends on what you like to do. So, I mean, it, what, if you like, like, nice resorts and things like that that are not, like, all-inclusive, um, we're going to have a better dining, uh, you know, experience and, and, you know, probably some of the best beaches I've ever seen in my life. Um, that's definitely, you know, a location you want to go. If you're just looking for an all-inclusive trip where you don't have to leave the resort, um, then I would say, you know, obviously Mexico and, and Cancun and Dominican Republic is, is the way to go. So under those descriptions, Hancock, you want to be at the resort where you don't have to go anywhere and don't think about anything. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, yeah that's, I figured uh, that I would be the case. Uh, you know, unless there's a historical, uh, you know, something of interest, I'll go. Well, you could go down there and check out the monarchy and all that stuff yeah. with Turks and Caicos. Well, Braxton. What's trending? What is trending? So we got four options tonight. We have um, the British billionaire, Macy's. Youth Sports, and Kansas City. You pick first, Ian Cockett. Let's go with a British billionaire. So I was reading, I was on Twitter today, you know, looking for things, obviously, that are trending. And I, I came across this news story 
that I found that was really interesting. So this British uh, billionaire, he was a, a phone typhoon, a ty- tycoon, excuse me, and he sold um, his, you know, his portion of the company for 1.5 billion pounds in 2006, and is absolutely, you know, has a mega mansion in the in the British Rolling Hills. Well, he was looking, you know, to help with the Ukra- Ukrainian crisis, and what what he did was is in England they have where you can sponsor refugees, similar to we do here in the United States. So this young woman, uh, she's, I believe, in her mid-30s with her 10-year-old son, are ending up living in his guest house on this 10 billion pound (laughs) property (laughs) in Britain right now. And so they came over actually on a guest visa, not a humanitarian visa. And so now he's in the news because he's trying to influenced parliament and he gave you know billions of dollars to the tories over the years um to influence the government to you know ensure that this young woman has a refugee visa and he's actually um his girlfriend is he's 69 his girlfriend his living girlfriend is 30 36 they have two kids together <laughs> and she was an actually uh a loop- they have two kids together they have two kids yeah uh-huh. And he and she was an Olympic uh, cyclist. Um, <laughs> so I think that's also interesting. The guy so must he have has one a kind of the most of... attractive wallets. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, exactly. So if you want to look up this, I mean, uh, what what the thing is? What I thought I found it interesting is the pictures of this place. I mean, it looks like anything you would see in movies of a British place. But can you imagine picking up, you know, your whole entire world, and then you get into a house with? They, yeah. And what they did is how, how they selected or how they, he, was, he offered the woman a place to live was a 10-minute Zoom meeting um, and said, no, we're going to help out. And they're now living in – they've been living in the guest house for the past month and a half. How now. awesome is that? Well, good for him Very that he's good. doing that. Right. You know, And I don't have a problem that he's trying to influence them to get her a refugee visa. I mean, he's changed this young lady and her child's life forever. That's awesome. I get to pick the next topic. Go. You said Kansas City? Yeah, so I don't know if you saw the news today. You've seen the news probably that, uh, you know, the Royals are looking to make a move um, downtown and then leave their current home off uh, Highway 70. One thing I was just, you know, reading about it is that it looks like, you know, it wasn't going to happen until probably 2030. Um, But today that they've, you know, some of the rumors is that it could happen as early as 2026. So they could build a new stadium, um, downtown Kansas City, all within, you know, three years. But some of the things that I found interesting is that they're going to, you know, the people of Kansas City are going to have to place a vote on this. Um, So they're going to have a lot of politics and picking of two locations that they've narrowed it down. But I was kind of thinking of of stadiums in general. I, I think we've gone past the the era of where we can move stadiums out to the suburbs. I think they have to be totally. in the urban core. So but, um, just what, what, are, what is, so the, the, they're going to get to choose the location Are the taxpayers in St. Kansas city being asked to put up money oh, and that's yeah, why they're sure. getting input. Yeah. So it's a, uh, it's mainly they're going to probably most likely be voting on bond issues um, to help fund the new stadium. Um, you know, it is going to be a quasi-public-private partnership, similar to what Kansas City has done with their renovations of the airport. Um, I think they're kind of used to that type of partnership in Kansas City. Um, and there's obviously still a lot of details. The the Royals owners have wanted to keep this very private. I think for several reasons, they don't want the you know an increase of price of of land if they're going to 
for sure say where they're going to go. But I think they have a lot of work to do politically behind well, the scenes. So I, it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds. Over they the got next, a lot of you know, work to do years. on the field, too, because they're the worst team in baseball right now. <laughs> Uh, in fact, yeah, they, just fired their, their, they just fired their – well, they go to the games when we play there. Um, but they uh, – Fired they their just hitting fu- coach. Their hitting coach John Mabry. Today. Yeah, Mr. Our, our former hitting coach. Is that who they fired? Yeah. Mabry. Yeah. And so we still have got the, our former manager over there. Uh, Mike, Mike Matheny. Mike Matheny. Yeah, they've got to start winning. It's going to be really hard to get blood out of that turnip with a losing team. Yeah. They've got some good young talent. That Whit Merrifield's a good ball player. Yeah, but uh, they, they're missing a lot of pieces. Yeah, and the catcher is a stud, but he's about done, isn't he? No, no, he's got he's got some good years. He, Does he? Salvador Perez, yeah. He's so tall to be a catcher. Yeah, well, they and they've been DHing him. They've been DHing him some this year. Yeah, then that could that could prolong his career as well. He's he is a very good ball player. All right, we got time for one more. What? Uh, give us a topic and go at it. So, um, so yeah, I got Macy's or youth sports, and I'll go with Macy's because I, I found this story very interesting today. Right, um, and it, so this woman, I don't know if you know this, but I didn't know this until I read the article, was that, you know, Macy's still has private shoppers that help uh, people <laughs> shop at Macy's, which I found uh, they're, they're called buyers now. They're not like, you know, the, the personal shoppers, but they're called buyers. And, and one of the things that I found is just she actually approached management um, last year and said, you know, we, there's a hole in the market. There's no um, African-American sororities. They do, they have like this unique type of dress uh, that they use for like their graduations or events and things like that. And it's a very unique style. So she was, she came to management and said, I think there's a hole in the market. We should, you know, we should, we should produce these. And so just this last year, it's, it's shown that they've done $10 million in revenue wow. of wow. this dress from this buyer just saying, Hey, I think we need to do this, and management took the the risk. And don't you love hearing those stories? Yeah, I don't know if you guys have heard this story, and I'm I'm going to bastardize it a bit here, but it's essentially this story: Doritos, the company Doritos, same situation. New CEO, he puts out a directive to anybody in the look. If you have an idea on how to make money for uh, Doritos, will you know? I'm open to hearing from anybody. So one of the janitors sat down and wrote him an email and said, look, I'm of Hispanic, you know, mm-hmm. uh, culture. And, you know, there's just no spicy, hot Doritos. And as a result, this guy brought the janitor up. They created flaming hot Doritos. Wow. And now it's one of the biggest. And this guy's become an executive. He went from being the the uh, janitor to an executive just by coming up with the idea, flaming hot. And then they came up with a bunch of derivatives of that. So this is a similar story, Brax. Yeah, it's very similar. I love stories like that. It just also just gives you hope. And when you're doom scrolling on social media and everything's so negative, you you actually get to see something positive. Well, that is good stuff. You know, I'm, I've got a very similar story like that myself. I'm, I'm likely to go from the talk show host to the janitor. Uh, <laughs> but you never know. Braxton Payne, always a pleasure. Great to hear from you. What's Trending was a success again this Monday night when we come back. Michael. I'm going on vacation. Oh, boy. We're going to hear all about it next on KMOX. Picture yourself in a boat. On a river with tangerine trees and marmalade skies. Oh, music right there. That's what the uh, guy Sean Michael Wilde says. Quite slowly. Oh, let's say uh, a girl with kaleidoscope eyes. It's a, a Beatles tune. Yeah.
And he's he's talking through the lyrics. Yeah, spoken word uh, music. That's is, is, what that is. Uh, spoken okay. word. Oh. Okay, we can turn that off. Kind of like a precursor to rap music. Well, uh, I don't know that I would call that a precursor to rap. Um. Yeah. No, I don't know that I would go that far. I like William Shatner. So did you see this story today? So Goldman Sachs, it's one of the big uh, banks yeah. uh, on Wall Street. So you got you got Goldman, you've got Chase, mm. J.P. Morgan, Merrill Lynch. Yeah, they're all blah, right blah, blah. there. Yeah. So Goldman Sachs announced this week that, and a memo state, uh, stated that as of May first, there is no cap on paid leave for senior staff in the firm. Wow. Every employee will be expected to take a minimum of 15 days leave per year from January 23 with at least one week of consecutive time off. Junior staff will only get an extra two days off. Yeah. Now, do you understand what just happened? They just put out, first of all, this is Goldman Sachs. If you're a senior staff, you're multi, multi million. You're doing well. Right. The junior staff who's actually doing the work for the multi-multi-million guys, right. they'll get an extra two days of vacation this yeah, year. Yeah, what's wrong with that? But if you're a senior staff, yeah. by all means, take as many days as you'd like. Yeah. There's no cap on it. Yeah. You got a what do you mean what's that? wrong with that? Yeah. Like, I think it's a little uh, nuts that you're going to seg- segregate your population that way. First of all, the idea of unlimited vacation, you know, maybe it makes some sense. Uh, I don't know, but says, it would be... Michael Kelly. It would be, maybe it would be abused, <laughs> but the... The the idea that you put out a directive and say senior staff have as many days as you'd like, and you peasants, we're not only going to let you eat cake, we're going to give you two extra days. Which is very generous. And, and, oh God! And, 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 and here's what I would say: Ugh. It, this is an incentive because you, if you're a junior staff, you want to become a senior staff, and you want to become a multimillionaire, and, and it's uh, it, you're showing, you're incenting your your people who are working very very hard. That, you know, this is a great place to work, and when you've made it, you've made it. Weren't you just bragging to me the other day that you're a union man now? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Aren't you a union man? Think of the argument. Yeah, the, the union, union label. label. But think what you just said. Yeah. You just said the peasants who get an extra two days should be grateful. They should. And that maybe someday they may be able to attain senior status. And wouldn't that be wonderful? And and what a great what a great thing to aspire uh to 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 reach that level, the pinnacle of your career, a a senior manager at Goldman Sachs. Yay, even a partner perhaps. Well, let me ask you Goldman this cuz you and I've both known CEOs of companies that I guess this type of rule would apply to. Yeah. But we also know the person who is their assistant who actually does all the work. Yeah. And we both know them for who work for different people. Sure. Those people are the ones who deserve unlimited vacation. And, I mean, they're the ones who are actually doing the work. The big guys, yeah, big girls, you know, whatever. But, I mean, the people who are actually doing the work, they're the ones getting hosed here, brother. Nobody's getting hosed here. Yeah, they are. Oh, they're getting two extra days. But, boss, he may not even come in next year. Great. I mean, you know, is is the work getting done? Is the the product being produced? Is the company making money? Okay, so why, if if the work's getting done and the product's getting, why why put that limitation only for senior staff? Why not apply it for junior staff? Because the junior staff needs to produce the product. You mean they've got to do the work? Yeah. But in many instances, uh, and you and I know these folks who help out some of these CEOs, they're considered junior staff. They're older than the person who they're working for. Can be, yeah. Oh, so uh, why why would someone at the very top be left to their discretion? 
you know, as, as well, management. Well, it's the company but, policy. The company has adopted that uh, yeah, policy. Yeah, I get and, that it's company you know. policy, but it's a screw job. You would agree on no, that. No, I really don't. Oh, I, <clears throat> I, I, I would imagine that's a great place to work. What? And uh, Gold, Goldman Sachs. No, a great place to work is at the Kelly Group. And, see, well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, those people do get unlimited. <laughs> they, you know what? Yeah. And everybody's productive and works yeah, hard. And, right. and most people wind up barely taking vacation. Yeah. You you watch me walk out of that office all the time, and I say to him, what do I say? You know, go home. Go home. Yeah. Go enjoy your life. Right. But uh, the, the, the treating your employees as two different classes, I don't think is going to build up aspirational employees I think it's going to build division um, and resentment. Yeah, I think it's a poor strategy. And if that happens, they've made a poor choice. And if that happens, they'll have to alter their policy. And how much more do the guys at the top need, John? We're already soaking them. They came out today that CEO pays 265 times that of the average worker's pay. Those numbers are, you know, and so we just continue to watch the rich get soaked. And even when it comes to policies on vacation, we're teaching, we're treating those who actually are doing the work with with less value than those at the top. And if it wasn't for the person screwing on the doorknobs out at GM or the person uh, working on the computer to install that piece of glass on the F-18 or to can that bottle of beer out in Anheuser-Busch, these other folks wouldn't be taking home the big money and having unlimited vacation. Yeah, but those people that are at the top have worked their way there, and they started out probably, most of them, as they're very young, and they worked and they worked and they worked and they produced, and they were rewarded for it. And that's the way it's supposed to work. You, you work hard, you get rewarded, you move up. And at some point, if you've got enough talent, if you made enough difference, and if you provided enough value to your employer, you're going to be rewarded in that way, and I, I think that's kind of kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. When we come back, we'll talk about what will have to be your retirement program under a John Hancock world. <laughs> Can you bet your way to victory Whoa. or win the lottery? Wow. Next on KMOX. On now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. I love it at night. On King of OX. Welcome back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. And this will be our last segment for a Monday evening. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning from 8.30 to 11 with Amy Mark Scores. Michael will be back on Wednesday and Thursday of this week from 8.30 to 11. With Amy Mark scores. Uh, so tell me about this bet. Okay, so Mattress Mac. Mattress Mac. Is uh, this guy down in Houston, Texas. He's and, done very well with his little mattresses. Yeah, and he's he's famous for making these types of wagers that he'll go to. He usually does it on the Super Bowl, and he offers a promotion. that if you'll come in and send a certain amount of money, he's going to place a bet. And if that team wins, uh, he'll give you back a certain amount of your money. So uh, he has placed two separate bets on the World Series, saying that the Astros will win the World Series. Both bets total $4 million, with odds that those bets would net $42 million. If the Astros win the World Series, he's placed $4 million in bets. If the Astros win at plus 1,000, he will win $42 million. Normally, you would go to his store and he would offer you promotion. Anything you spend up to $5,000, he'll refund your money back if he wins his bet. This time he's doubling it. So if you went and spent $6,000 with him and you won uh, at, you, you, and you, you bought your stuff, back. you would get $12,000 back. Wow. 
Mattress Mac. So I mean, he got it. That's a lot of that's a lot of money to be making this done mattresses. You know. Well, it's the single largest uh, sports book wager ever in terms of not the single largest wager ever, but it would be the single largest payout, payout. ever that one house would have to pay. And, in and one do the casino suit. or the bookie or whoever uh, they. They could say no. I guess right? they could reject yeah. the bet, mm-hmm. but you'd have to have confident and confidence in your numbers. Now, I do know. You know how you hear some of these stories about a guy who bought a a thousand dollar ticket on Providence, Rhode Island, to go to the Final Four, and something freaky happens, right? right? Mm-hmm. And you know, if he wins the entire thing, he'll win, you know, two million bucks. There have been cases of the sports book going to the holder of a ticket prior to an end of a game or a season and making a settlement with them saying, Hey, you have a chance to win $42 million right. if the Astros win, right. but we'll give you $7 million right now just to walk away. Uh huh. So that type of stuff happens. But I mean, at the end of the day, you've got to have confidence in your betting folks. And if you ever follow the betting lines, I am not a better myself, me, I, but I like either. to watch the lines. Yeah. Um, these guys are really good. Uh, they get it within a point usually. And even like some of these games that go down to the last second and a field goal, you know, it will be within the spread and, and right where they always thought it would be. They're they're incredible. Yeah. And obviously the, the book wins more often than not because they're making money and uh, the people gambling are not. I mean, some do, I suppose. Well, Mattress Mac. That's a lot of money, I, I, but I mean, how does you, how do you build the, the the kind of wealth on a on a mattress business? Well, he's not a uh, he's not a spring chicken, yeah. um, so I think he may have made his money. Well, obviously he's a gambler, so yeah. maybe he made his money in gambling, and maybe he's he's just got stupid money from you know several of these uh, mattress uh, places down there in Houston. But uh, this is not something he does in secret. He's been doing it for a long time, and he'll let people know what he's up to. Uh, but looking at the picture of him, I bet he's an 80-year-old-plus man. Hmm. So he's been doing it a long but time, he's got a he good knows mattress. what he's up to. What's that? I bet he's got a good mattress, Mattress uh, Mac. These kinds of bets are nothing new for uh, Mattress Max, who won $15 million when Kansas won the NCAA tournament last month. Wow. That ended his losing streak for uh, which he lost $4.5 million in bets when he had the Bengals to beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. He also had big money on each of the Patriots and Titans to go to the Super Bowl, but both were eliminated in January. He also bet 2.7 on Alabama to beat Georgia in the national championship And they did game. not. No. So he's... Uh, he's having a bad run here. Yeah, Mattress Max bet more than $3.5 million throughout the court of la- course of the entire last season of baseball on the Astros to win the World Series. Well, there you have it. Now, you were telling me, you know, one of the things about baseball that is frustrating for a lot of fans like myself is this whole business of tanking, where teams oh. will they'll strip their rosters down, they get rid of everybody, and they're going to lose, and the idea is they'll go and get better draft choices, and then They'll rebuild from within while they while the players are young and affordable, and maybe there's a chance. Like the Pirates, you know, a decade about a decade ago did this. They had a mm-hmm. pretty good pretty good run for a couple of years, and then they get rid of everybody. And it bothers me because you know sports you ought to be trying to win, right? You know, but that's certainly there are these teams that just tank and they they do it. Some well, of them do it over and over and over again. And in European sport. That that dog don't hunt. They don't do it that way. And so what they have in European sport is they have a relegation table. 
and what a relegation table is. Let's just use Major League Baseball as an example, right. okay? Mm-hmm. The, the the team with the most points wins the championship. The team with the least amount of points, you are relegated. So if you're uh, – who's going to be a bad team this year? The Kansas City Royals. Yeah. And they come in last place. They go down to AAA, and whatever team won first place at AAA moves up to the big leagues. So in Europe and in England, you have some of these small towns that don't have the world's greatest players and stuff who wound up winning their division, and the guy in the the, the higher division goes down. And what I like about that is two things. Number one, it incentivizes teams to want to win, like you said. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, is it makes all the games mean something till the end. Some of the biggest celebrations in European soccer have been over a team that just narrowly yeah, avoids third to last. being yeah. relegated, uh-huh. and and they celebrate, and as opposed to us, where we say, "Oh my goodness, uh, you know, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, you were so terrible. Guess yeah. what? You're going to get the number one, two, and three draft choices, and we're going to try to prop you up." It's, it kind of puts the pressure on management to win. Uh, rather than allowing yeah, it wouldn't the work. luck of the draw to win. It wouldn't work in baseball, of course, because all the minor league teams are affiliated with a major league team. Yeah, um, but I was just trying to use a, sure. somewhat of a comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they do it, I guess, in soccer. That's the big one over yeah. there in England. Mm-hmm. And have any big cities? Oh, been, yeah. There's yeah. plenty of stories of teams that, um, you know, two years ago weren't even in the league, and now they're competing. And, and like I said, it would be like Warrington had its own team, and – you know, it got to the big leagues, and they're playing against the Yankees and yeah. and and the Dodgers, and and have a chance to compete. But more often than not, the relegate releg- relegation teams bounce back and, and forth. forth. But sure. sometimes you'll you'll have that surge, but it means big money to these teams that you lose or gain oh, if I'm you sure. go up a step or yeah. if you have to go back a step. You also got it in history where you've got teams from these very big cities that might end up actually. You know, they drop down two or three. There's a Netflix uh, documentary series out on Sunderland, who used to be one of the biggest teams in all of England. Now they're fighting it out in like the third league down. Yeah, it's 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 a cool way to do sport and then talk about having it all on the line. But the idea that one of those games at the end means something. Um, yeah, I kind of like it. Yeah, I mean, in theory, then, I kind of like it. And then more importantly, there is no incentive to do poorly. To You're tank. not going to be rewarded. Right. Um, and I don't know that American owners could handle it, but I bet American sports players would love it. Yeah, because yeah. there's a lot of I know a lot of the major league players are frustrated with these teams that you know take their payrolls down to nothing. Yeah, a lot of talk about having a salary uh, floor as well as a salary cap, and uh, that didn't get done in this baseball negotiation. But uh, we were having a season, and the Cardinals are a little frustrating at times, but. The pieces are all there, and they're going to play two games tomorrow against the New York Mets. That's going to be, that might be really interesting after the last series here against the Mets. Michael Kelly, John Hancock, Michael on the board. Thank you guys very much. John Michael is next with the news. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.